Hello there, and welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast, where we are so excited, well, at least I am, because we are going to be talking about some really good movies, some really bad movies, and some really, really ugly movies today from the Marvel Comics franchise. My name is Micah. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. And before we get started, let me give a quick shout out, guys, to uh, some of our faithful fans like Toby. Hey, my homegirl, Samantha. And I want to give a shout out to Logan, um, a reformed gamer. Um, that's his Twitter handle too. Um, he kind of made my day the other day because he said that he really liked our podcast and it made him want to watch a mountain of movies. I also want to say we had our 10th, uh, episode last time and we mm-hmm. didn't mention any of our fans. So, oh, I feel like that was kind of the wrong thing. It was all about us at the moment, <laughs> yeah. I guess, but well, we well, now we've mentioned all three of them. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> all, all three, three of our fans. Yep. We each have one fan. <laughs> If you would like to, for me to say something in my skate, skate rink voice, then <laughs> please tweet us. Yes, just tweet us and we'll say whatever you want. Maybe not whatever, but <clears throat> whatever. Keep PG people. Yeah. yeah, keep it PG. Okay. All right, so like I was saying, today uh, we are going to be talking about Marvel movies. Now, let me give the distinction of that because <clears throat> when I say it's a Marvel <laughs> comic movie, what I mean is that uh, it is... Not just the superhero genre, and we're not talking about DC movies. So Batman, Superman, they're all out. We're talking about movies in the Marvel comic franchise. Stanley, we're talking about Stanley. Stanley, and let me clarify that even more because we can go even deeper than this because there's different franchises in the Marvel franchise because you've got the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is owned by Disney, which is the movies that you know we're most excited about, like this Friday. Avengers Age of Ultron is coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will be there. Uh, but <laughs> then there's tickets. also... Yeah. And then there's also uh, Fantastic Four and the old Spider-Man movies that were owned by Sony. Uh, I'm sorry. No, um, Spider-Man is owned by Sony. But we got Fantastic Four, which is coming out this summer. And the X-Men movies, which are owned by 20th Century Fox. They are not part of this Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just want to clarify that before we jump in. But Spider-Man will be. Spider-Man will be, yes, because uh, Sony has signed a deal with Disney, basically allowing them rights to Spider-Man, just Spider-Man, so he can join in the party. Awesome. Yeah. So, exciting times in Marvel. And also, let me just say, I think it's brilliant what they're doing, guys. I mean, really, just the fact, talk about getting butts in the seats, you know? I, I want it, It's got Marvel stamped on it. I want to go to it. And the fact that they're expanding to TV, you got Daredevil out right now. Oh yeah, you've got um, Agents of Shield. I love that show. Uh, I haven't really seen much of Agent Carter, but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's great. They got more Netflix coming out. There, I mean, you get so invested with these characters and these stories in small screen, big screen, everywhere. Yep. So that's true. Yeah. I haven't even finished watching Daredevil yet, but it is a really good show. Yeah. I, I keep thinking of the movie Daredevil, though. I mean, that was another classic marvel movie right there so. yes <laughs> that one was a fail but Stretching it did not the... make our list so great segue yeah. our list today <laughs> how does it not make your list our list today is uh captain america winter soldier fantastic four from 1994 roger corman's fantastic four <laughs> and also spider-man 3 from 2007 sam raimi's spider-man 3 that is our list Shall we begin? We shall. We shall. I am extremely excited to dive into some of these. I'm so excited, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited. So, let me start with my good. You're okay. good? Okay. My good is really good. Okay. That's what I love about the, these picks, because they are the extreme. Spider-Man 3? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on there. 
because my pick for the good is Captain America Winter Soldier from 2014. Okay, here we go. I have three reasons why I am. Just give me a second. Just give me, give me my moment. I didn't say anything. Give me my moment. That was my stomach. All right. <laughs> so um, I have three reasons why. And here's the first reason. Because it's a sequel. All right. And sequels, even in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, traditionally fail. And that's how all these have done. But this one is risen farther above all the rest of them. Uh, it is a great movie. It's it's better than uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. It's even better than Avengers, uh, which is what is the, uh, this movie is the follow up of. So I think the fact that it stands alone as a sequel that's great. Reason number two: it took a character, as in Captain America. He's in a world that has Iron Man, which he's just cool. You got the Hulk, you got Thor, and it took this character and made him awesome this one movie made captain america kind of a link uh in the same league as these guys not just physically but as a character his uh you're more invested with this character after this movie so just that alone makes it great but number three in which i think is the most important one that's why you put it is that (laughs) yeah number three is that it can stand alone and without captain america meaning this it is a good action movie it's a good espionage movie if they change the name of captain america to joe schmo then it would still be a good movie it doesn't need the captain america tag on it for it to be a good movie it's still solid so that's why it's my good that's pretty good all good points i think mike is giving me weird eyes i don't know what that's about (laughs) because i feel like you're about to say something no it's just i'm not the biggest fan of this movie i like it i like it a heck of a lot more than the first one I do not like the first Captain America movie at all. Like, it's so bizarre to me. I mean, the fish out of water thing, which really isn't until the end, but I just really don't like it. Uh, Winter Soldier, though, improved a lot of things, but I just, I don't know. It's something about the Captain America, the kind of all-American superhero thing. I just don't get behind. I don't know why. And see, my thing about Captain America is because, you know, Iron Man is about a selfish guy finding a little humility. Hulk is about somebody trying to contain their rage. Thor... You know, he's got a good character. But Captain America is one of the only real heroes. You know, he's the one that, in, especially in this movie, people rally behind. He's the leader. He's He can stir, you know, this um, excitement in people and, other, and heroicism in people. And, you know, branching off of that, something I kind of wanted to say was that I appreciate that about the character and about the movie because it seems like in recent years we as a globe or as a nation or just as people in general have kind of become disinterested in characters that are inherently good. I feel like now, you know, everything, you know, on TV shows and movies, you know, Dr. House, like you were saying, some of these kind of bad boys, superheroes, people are more interested in that. Um, and you know, it's quote unquote boring to be like the heroic patriotic guy, but I, I think it's still important to have those those strong values, and I think it's kind of nice that people really love this movie, given that he's so wholesome. And I, I'm not saying I hate it. I like the movie. I, I, I wasn't targeting you. I know, that, Charles. I, I, I was just you looking were at staring you. staring me down hard, <laughs> both of you. <laughs> both of you. Two pairs of Don't eyes on me right now. <laughs> and I really like Robert Redford in it. I'm, it's yeah. awesome when you get an actor of his caliber to play it. And you, I love Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I and mean, he has great scenes. I just... I don't know. I was never a big Captain America fan. I, the, 
before you know the Avengers hit, that movie was my least favorite of all the the ones that were gonna be in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I actually thought Thor was my favorite, which is kind of funny because um, most people probably say Iron Man. But um, I don't know. I mean, but then you go you go post post Avengers out of all the characters. Mm-hmm. This I I don't know because we haven't had a second Hulk movie really. We've had. We well, haven't had a Mark Ruffalo movie. We've had two Hulk yeah. movies, but we haven't had one like after the Avengers, right? Right, exactly. Are yeah. they going to make one? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think they kind of see it as jokes. what what came out after Avengers? Iron Man three, right? Thor Iron Man 2. three. Iron Man three was the follow up. Thor two, then Thor two, and, and then, then Winter and then Winter Soldier. So and I, then technically, is Guardians of the Galaxy after that? Okay, but that's not really. I mean, it kind of is. Cause it is. Gotta, it it will eventually, but yeah. right now it's playing in its own. But so out of those role. three, this was probably my favorite. Out of yeah. those three that did it, and again, I like it. I just don't. Maybe the problem is like I think it was overhyped for me. Like everybody's talking about how great it was. I just I don't love it, you know, and I want to mm-hmm. love it, but I don't. I think part of it is I just don't really like the character, mm-hmm. and you know, I also feel that way about Spider Man. I mean, I know we're you're gonna talk about Spider Man three a little bit later, but I don't really like the character of Spider Man. Peter Parker is just I don't know, but well, so I, I want to love it, but I didn't. So speaking, go ahead. About, speaking about characters, let me say this. As a fanboy, this is what I liked about the movie, too. So I talked about the, the how I like the movie itself. Now, let me get a little geeky and talk about why I like this movie in particular. Because it does something that comic book movies fail to do, or they do incredibly bad, which we will talk about in just a minute with the ugly bit. But they give us a lot of characters. and but they, they So here's what I mean. You got Captain America. You got Nick Fury. Black Widow. Uh, you got Robert Redford's character, which, you know, he's kind of a good, grounded character. And you got Winter Soldier. You got Falcon. You got Maria Hill, another uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. character. You got Rock, Brock Rumlow, which is going to become Crossbones in the next movie, who he's a villain, too. And then on top of that, you got Agent 13. You got Zola. Uh, and last but not least, you got uh, Bartok, who is a random Captain America um villain he's the pirate at the beginning that does all the flip, flipping mm. he's actually called bartok the leaper in the comics so ah. i just counted there you got 13 characters from the captain america universe from the marvel universe all in this one movie but it doesn't feel crowded hmm. that's true that's very true drop the mic yeah. <laughs> a boom it's well, cool. so, so many of these movies i mean you it ends up feeling like you know, a Russian period novel where there's like eight bazillion people and you can never ever keep track of all of them. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. Okay. So shall we move on? Well done. Well, no, we to... well done. <laughs> I guess we want to say what our uh, what our picks would be, right? Yeah. What would your pick you be? A, would the, you Best Marvel color? comic movie. Uh, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I I guess I'd go along with it. Yeah, sure. That's very wow, that I, was I, ringing endorsement I, I, right there. No, I well, because I can't really think of one that I just love more. You know, are we counting? You're counting 20th Century Fox though, right? Because like, yeah, all I, the all of the whole. Gamut. So I would say, uh, not 20th Century Fox, but Guardians of the Galaxy would be way up there for me. It's I my, love it's that my number. It really, honestly, is my number two. Okay, and, uh, can I tell you real quick why I didn't pick? Absolutely Guardians of the Galaxy? not. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I talked Wait, all over your. I'm segment. sorry. <laughs> you're too polite. Okay, Guardians of the Galaxy. The reason I didn't pick it because it is an incredible movie standalone. It meets all those guidelines, but these guys um, that the guys that made Guardians of the Galaxy, they had kind of a clean slate to go from because nobody except the extreme fanboys, not even myself, knew who these characters were. Mm-hmm. 
So you could start it off as just, here's this sci-fi movie. Oh, yeah, we're tagging Marvel's name on it, you know? But that's why I like it, because, so, you've kind of got, and I know we're not talking about DC Comics, but their movies, especially with, like, Tim Burton's Batman and all that, they went darker, more realistic, more gritty. Mm -hmm. I felt like a lot of the Marvel ones have stayed kind of sillier in some cases. Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy managed to have that tone where it's a silly movie, but it doesn't feel too extremely silly. It's kind of, I like that. It's kind of this blend between being gritty and depressing and fun. Right. Fun, I guess, is the best word to describe that. Um, I would also say X Men: Days of Future Past. That one oh, is incredible. Yeah. That was a really I like. First of all, I like all of the X Men movies, even mm-hmm. the Wolverine Origins. Even three. I like three. My least favorite is probably the newest Wolverine movie. Actually, I just didn't like that one where he's in Japan. But, but yeah, I kind of like. I like most of the movies. Right. Uh, but Days of Future Past, bringing Brian Singer back. Having a lot of the original cast, even if they only made cameos, having mm-hmm. the older actors and the new ones, I just thought it was brilliant. So yeah. either that one or Guardians of the Galaxy, depending on... What was the one... What was the X-Men movie right before Days of Future Past? Well, it would have been the, the Wolverine. First no, no, no. Oh, well, oh. yeah, the Wolverine. Well, yeah. You got the spin-off. Like, Wolverine, uh, just the Wolverine, I think is what they called it, right? I, re- mm-hmm. I think... I was talking about First Class. I really liked First Class. I kind of forgot about that. Um... You got First Class. That was the one in the 60s. With a Cuban Missile Crisis? Well, and that's why Days of Future Past really worked well, because you had the people liked First Class, they liked the, you know, history part of it, X-Men and the history part of it, and then you bring in Brian Singer and all the old cast, and it's kind of like the best of both worlds. And, and Hugh Jackman ties it together, and, and it's also exactly. one of the most popular, like, X-Men comics, Days of Future Past. I mean, right. it, it right, changed right. a lot for the movie. But, yeah, you're totally right. But, you know, it's also, if you guys ever watched the cartoon, the X-Men cartoon that used to be on Fox in mm-hmm. the 90s, yeah. it was a really popular series, too. I love mm-hmm. it, so... I don't know. I would pick definitely those above Winter Soldier. But I do think Winter Soldier is high in this list. And I agree with you. I think it's better than Avengers. Mm-hmm. I just don't love it as much as everyone else seems to like it. Got it. Cool. Fair so enough. we can move on. So, um, kind of retroactively making a segue, we were talking about extreme characters. Like a, a lot of characters. So, my ugly pick is going to be Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Ugly pick. Okay. This is my ugly pick, Spider-Man Three, and here is why: because um, he had such Spider-Man for the comic book movie genre, just in general, was kind of a game changer. Before that, you had the really campy um, Schumacher movies, the The Batman Batman and Robin, yeah. Yeah. And uh, then comes Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. And it had lightheartedness. It had action. You know, it, it just went great. Spider-Man 2, even better. I mean, people just love Spider-Man 2. So Spider-Man 3 had a lot of anticipation behind it. Also, when we found out it's going to do the Black Suit trilogy or the Black Suit um, saga. Venom. You know, it's going to have Venom in it. We were like, oh, man, this is going to be incredible. They're really... And then Sandman happened. And then... <laughs> yeah. And then... Emo Peter Parker happened. Oh yeah, and, the guy lying and in the hair. It's like I here's here's my take on Spider-Man Three. Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire, they were walking on cloud nine. They said we can't do anything wrong, and so they 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 were kind of like the cool kids at the dance. They get out there and do the funny stupid dances, and they think everybody thinks that they're funny and cool. But everybody is actually going, this is awkward. Yeah. Why are they doing that? And that's exa- and they literally did dance awkwardly in that movie. Yes. But <laughs> that oh. it's it's almost like they had so much so much of an ego that they said, we can do anything. Let's just throw it to the wind and see what happens. 
and it just did not work. And I know studio had a lot to do with it because they were really pushing for Venom. They said, you know, we really want to see Venom. This was a popular storyline in the comics, even in the cartoon. It was a popular yeah. storyline. And so they really wanted Venom. And so they had to try to squeeze Venom. And they said, ah, oh, but you know what? James Franco is really hot right now. Yeah. So we want more James Franco on screen. So they had to squeeze in Green Goblin. And then I think they maybe already had this Sam man, but they were like, oh, well, let's go and toss this into. That was such a terrible side plot. Like the problem with having so many villain <clears throat> subplots is that none of them get developed. And so none of them feel convincing well, at you all. Know, that's exactly what happened with the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Did you see that? You guys seen that one? Yeah, you no, guys. Green Goblin. So, well, so if you guys don't know, which I don't know why you wouldn't even listen to our podcast, but they rebooted the series again in 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Recast, Andrew Garfield became Spider-Man. And they basically, that movie did the origin story again. And it felt very redundant. It's like, okay, I've seen this a million times now. I don't need to see, you know, his uncle dies and all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. I've seen it. So I thought, okay, but I but I still liked it. I just it's like, okay, the sequel's got to be great. It's a good director, all this, and then they did Amazing Spider-Man two, and it's the same problem. You have so many villains. I mean, they had the Rhino in there. Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. You had Jamie Foxx briefly, though. I mean, I mean, just but that's that's the thing. It's like it's exactly what you're talking about. So, I, I is it just because every sequel has to get bigger and better, and they know. start adding stuff in? See, what ticks me off about Spider-Man three is that it could have just been Venom. Or, heck, it could have just been, you know, a new Green Goblin. There's a lot of storyline about that. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that really bothers me, this is a stupid thing, but, spoiler alert, but it's, you know, the bond that goes off and scars James Franco's character, and that's why he's so upset. Mm-hmm. His butler or whatever could have easily warned him and told him about Peter Parker and all that. His butler could have saved him and didn't, didn't say anything about it. <laughs> That's always a major plot point that really bothered me. It's like, I'm going to tell you the truth after... It was your father's knife. <laughs> yes, after after this Bob blows up and destroys you and yeah. you've been killing people or whatever. Yeah, now is a good time. It was your father's glide all that. That yeah. sounds like Hannibal Lecter. What is that? He kind of sounds like... I, I was just going to compliment you on an excellent yeah. butler impersonation. Yeah, but you know what? This is going to be my truth bomb for me right now. Okay, go ahead. Out of the original trilogy of Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3 is my favorite. What? I don't like the movies. (laughs) Well, let me say, because I did pick this as Muggly. I know I'm bashing it a lot, but if it comes on cable, tell me who's not going to sit down and watch it. I mean, it's just, it's fun. It's, It's horrible. It's fun. You sit there. Whenever he goes into Peter Parker emo mode, you're just clawing your brains out going, why are you doing this? But it's just fun to watch. I hate the first two. Like I, really? I almost walked out of Spider-Man Two. Really? My friends, were, we had a whole like row because we, we all my friends went like this whole row, and I, and I had driven somebody else. I would have probably walked out, but I was like, yeah, I'm their ride. I'm just gonna leave. It was like, I hate those movies so much. Oh, and then man. they did something different with Spider-Man Three, and it still sucked, but it sucked in a different way. It was somewhat amusing to watch Peter Parker emo going down the street and being cool. And he to me, I, I don't know, 2007. I was a senior in high school, and I feel like his his emo ness and the like the sideways hair and and his like slight smudged eyeliner that was emo was like 
the bad bad boy thing to do then. It's, it's at least, you know, to my sheltered high school mind, that was like, whoa, the bad kids. And so, so in just... 2007, I was in my mid-20s and I was over that. <laughs> well, so it was ridiculous. I, I, mean, I feel like it, it lasted for like five seconds and then everyone was over it. But it just, to me, that, that just dates the picture. Like, this is so 2007. This... They could have gone any number of There's ways. There's a lot that. of emo people that listen to our podcast, Kelly. That's you're just aiming at the audience. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. I love you. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> All three of you. Yeah. Uh, so um, I just like I said, I just don't really like the Spider-Man character, and I, I don't know why. Now <clears throat> they are going to probably recast for the you know going forward because because mm-hmm. Sony's going to let you know Spider-Man be part of it. And Andy Garfunkel is not going to. There's a rumor. Yeah. That they're going to bring back some of the cast from the other Spider-Man, Tobey oh, Maguire, really? like that he'd be age appropriate at this time. Yeah, huh. that'd be kind of cool. Know. I don't I, know. I, I, that might be kind of cool because I, I didn't think Tobey Maguire was bad. It's just, I don't, you know, just the the movie itself. Okay, can I say this too? That it it really bugged me near the end. Every time they try to they start a fight, they take off their masks. Like, you're superheroes. Keep your mask on. Yeah. This is the whole point of having masks. Stop yeah. taking them off. Man, and it was all because Tobey Maguire was really hot then. Um, it, James Franco was, you know, a hot star then. Topher Grace was a hot star. So they wanted oh. to see their face. Yeah. So while I'm talking about Topher Grace, probably one of the worst casting choices ever. That's interesting. Topher yeah. Grace is about my size. And I know this is an audio podcast. <laughs> I'm not a big guy. Kind of scrawny at times. But Eddie Brock is a big guy in the comics and the cartoons. Every um, metamorphosis he's gone through, he's he's always been a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. Can I can I just say one more thing that bothered what? me about was Mary Jane's character felt so like so whiny in this movie. Every time <laughs> I feel like she she just granted the major theme of the movie was that Peter was being um, kind of a, a jerk, jerk and selfish and and couldn't think can only think about how problems related to himself but I, at the same time relating to your own similar experiences is i feel like how people relate to each other and that first conversation that she had when she was like i got a terrible review and he was like oh no you you were great don't worry you can't let it bother you like pick yourself up and she was like you don't know anything stop talking you know and just like went off on him and i was like Come on. Like that that argument would be valid towards the middle of the movie, but right now you're just being dramatic. I also right. gotta point out to Rachel, uh, my sister in law, that in two thousand seven she was she was about your age and you know, so she saw the ridiculousness of uh James Franco's Green Goblin. He gets hit in the head, all of a sudden he becomes like some super chi- chipper guy eating uh-huh. ice cream and saying, Gosh golly <laughs> yes. like that's what happens to a psycho when he gets hit in the head. <laughs> that's medical. That's based in truth. Actually. Yeah. And then there's a whole scene between Mary Jane and uh, Green Goblin that's really weird. They're in his apartment and the, yeah. she starts dancing. And so he kind of giggles and starts dancing too. Yeah. That's how that whole movie is. It's just yeah. two people awkwardly. Okay. Okay. So what would your ugly pick be, Kelly? Um... <laughs> I don't know. This was a pretty good choice. I'm just going to my I can't help it. I. He knows what's up. I gotta say Daredevil, probably. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I, the, not the TV series, the original show. Like, I don't hate it, but it's a pretty big mess. And I feel like Spider-Man movie being a success before it, they added, the studio added a lot of stuff to Daredevil to make it more like Spider-Man mm-hmm. and took away from his character. And there's some really cheesy moments in that movie. 
Can I tell you that I've seen Daredevil once, and it's so forgettable to me that people talk about how bad it is, but I don't even remember well, no, how bad I, it is. I would is. say it's ugly, though, because like, I think Electra, the sequel, is worse. I think... Once again, don't remember it at yeah. all. <laughs> but, you know, my second choice for ugly might be Howard the Duck, because... I remember really liking this in the 80s. Yeah, we were, when we were kids. Oh, absolutely. And then you rewatch it again now, and it's like Jeffrey Jones hamming it up as the bad guy. Yeah. We shouldn't talk about Jeffrey Jones, I know. And then, you know, then you have like the topless duck in it, if you remember that scene. Have you rewatched it lately? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's bizarre. Well, no, I haven't seen her lately. There's like the, the kind of quasi-sex scene with Leah Thompson and the yeah. Howard. And... Anyway, go ahead and move on to your bad choice. There. All right, so... Howard the Duck, I remember it. Oh, hard I'm not going to say, it's not Howard the Duck, but uh, I remember Howard the Duck, you know, it, it's claimed as the worst Marvel movie ever. But as a kid, I remember it being kind of fun, you know, even though I probably didn't get it, but it was fun. But there is a Marvel movie that is just, it's just horrible. It's, it's bad. And it's uh, Roger Corman's 1994 Fantastic Four. And I said in the last episode that the only place you can see it, if you can, if it's still up there, is uh, YouTube. Um, because it's not, you can't actually find a DVD for it because it's so bad they never released it. And in fact, let me go ahead and start off by saying that Stan Lee was actually quoted in saying, this movie was never supposed to be released. They just made it so that 20th Century Fox could keep the rights to Fantastic Four. Isn't that what happened with Spider-Man, though? The Amazing Spider-Man? Isn't that why they had to do it real fast? I don't know. Never heard that was it. a very similar thing. But anyway, okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, the summary is that you've got these... And they kind of massacre the the origin story, too. But I'll do it the best that I can. you got Reed Richards, who's a, a genius. <laughs> and a, he has a buddy, somehow, that <laughs> is uh, Ben Grimm. And um, they also are go to school with a, another student, Victor Von Doom. <laughs> because why not? Because why not? <laughs> and uh, also, to, to throw things in there, there is he Ben and and uh, Rich, Reed Richards are in like a foster home, a halfway house <laughs> with these two kids, which are Johnny and Sue Storm. So, uh, an accident happens. Victor Von Doom gets, uh, they think he dies. Uh, fast forward 10 years or something, and they graduate college. Yeah, they Reed Richards has become a successful whatever. Uh, ben Grimm, I don't even, he just hangs around. And then they go back to the house. All of a sudden, Sue is really hot. And, <laughs> and conveniently of con- age. And conveniently of age, Johnny's this little go-getter. And... Uh, as they're leaving the house one time, oh, actually, they just go up to him and say, hey, you want to fly to outer space with us? <laughs> and they're, sure, we have no training or anything like that. And the mom, who I'm sure, you know, is has some type of maternal sense about her, maybe not. She just says, well, look at you. You're the Fantastic Four. As yeah. they're walking out the door yes. to go jump on the spaceship, Yep. they get radiation powers and the rest is history. This movie was amazing. I this was uh, Charles. I'm sorry. I'm going to agree with Micah again. This is the best choice for bad movie ever. I this is like almost this is almost Santa Claus level badness. No, and it's I, not. Oh, yeah. yes. it, it was amazing. It's bad. It's bad. I love their professor at the beginning that's teaching them. Like he's so enthusiastic. Yeah. Was, I was like, yes, yes. I just wanted more of him. But and and how the 
whenever they, uh, <clears throat> when Victor Von Doom, you know, gets struck by whatever, the lightning or radiological storm and the, <laughs> the rush. Well, the, the professor set that all up, though. The professor was the exposition to set up why that scene was going to happen. <laughs> if you didn't catch that, he, he described the whole thing. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then the doctors that that are like part of the, the henchmen later on, they <laughs> are from some kind of like Russia or Soviet nation and and they speak in this very slow dramatic voice and he's got a beard and everything is just so let me say and okay granted this is on YouTube so I don't know if like this is not the final cut of it or something but the quality just the just the film quality of this movie I would relate it to do you remember um like the old Nickelodeon movies I'm not talking about I'm talking about like the like Snick Remember Snick, all right? Like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Or like The Secret World of Alex, whatever. Trebek. <laughs> no. It's like, it's that same kind of quality. <laughs> the music and everything. It's like it's like they made this, it for Snick. This is like a VHS transfer of those. That's not really fair. Okay, but, but still, even the lighting, the music, the acting, the transitions. <laughs> there's one transition... There's one transition where they are uh, ingenious, and this is story storytelling 101. They beat up the guards to get their clothes on, and all it does is it shows them tapping them on the shoulder, and then the camera does this little, little twist, and you hear boom, boom, boom. Next scene, they're in their clothes. Yeah. They didn't even go through the... They didn't have a fight scene. It's an action movie, and you, they, they, they edited the fight scene out. And, uh, oh, it's just... It's amazing. I love when... Uh... When, when, um, when Reed Richards, like, ten years... I, I totally missed the ten years elapsing thing. Like, I thought they were the same age, and I was like, who well, are these people? He had hair. I know, but I was like, what? I was extremely confused for a few minutes, and then I think Anyway, so he goes in, sees how uh, much of a foxy lady yes. Sue has become, and they just, like, stare at each other for an awkwardly long amount of time with harps plucking in the background. Oh, gosh. Since we're talking about their love story, how about after they crash land and they're wondering what what are we gonna do? How are we gonna survive and everything? They cozy up by the fire. Oh yeah. You know she's all cuddled up on them. That's when they're having their hormone, you know, enraged time. Yes. And then uh, it, it, they barely talk to each other. They're just like, all right, we are supposed to be together now. It's yes. almost like they've imprinted on one another. In the... Yes. <laughs> That was a Twilight wow. reference. Well done, nice. Micah. Well played. No, I like, I like the thing when he finally gets his catchphrase out. It's like it pans up to him. It's like it's clobbering time. But then he does it again later on. He does it again. He's, does he say it's clobbering time again or something? There's like three or four times at least. That he says it. But it's all dramatic every time. And I also this is the third clobbering time. I, also, I like I like Doom. Doctor Doom is a as a bad guy through the mask and how like over dramatic. Yes, it's just ridiculously over the top. It made me laugh a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. But it's he's like sitting on his his throne between two whooshing flames <laughs> just like like wah ha ha. That's oh, so cool. It's though. it's so bad. And then the the really really bad CG of the Human Torch, torch at the end, yes. the flying, and then he does this weird awkward, you know, <laughs> turn around and his body barely moves. Oh, it's so oh it's it's just it's it's embarrassingly bad. 
Yeah. And let me just say, too, this was made in 1994. I would forgive it a little bit better if it was made in 1984. Four. But it's made in 1994. Here are some movies that have come out since in 1990, before 1994. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, <laughs> which you have incredible CGI there, you know. Uh, you even have Stinkin' Superman, which is 15 years older than it. And it, um, it still had better, like, special effects than this thing did. Yeah, I so. would agree. And and how okay? How crazy was it when <clears throat> the the romance between Ben Grimm and the blind lady is just so improbable? Like, <laughs> they, for so many reasons. But like when they first meet, he bonks over her statue somehow and shatters it. And she's like. So Cleo's totally distraught by statue. And so he picks her up and totally manhandles her and plops her on top of the banister. And he's like, I love you. And then later, I, I mean... <laughs> what what, what do they say at the end? Don't they, don't they like have an exchange at the end that's really awkward too? Oh gosh, I can't remember. Sorry. Once again, imprinting. That's yeah. how you're... I was like, this is a really awkward thing at the end where it's like... <laughs> like uh. they, yeah, that whole thing was really weird. You know... Some of it reminded me of Masters of the Universe, if you like that movie. You ever seen mm-hmm. that one, the He-Man yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. Except that was in the 80s, you know? like You can forgive it a little bit more. But yeah. I, I guess what you're saying. Now, let me go ahead and say this about it. Because I almost didn't pick this as my bad because there is a whole documentary called Doom, the untold story of Roger Corbin's Fantastic Four that has like a crowdfunding thing. And if you go to, the, you can go to the website, Doom the Movie. And so they have a trailer about it. Basically, what this documentary is about is uh, how they felt like they were all screwed over, you know, because they they thought they were doing something serious and they thought that they had money to do it. But, you know, they were on a real tight budget (laughs) or a real tight time schedule. And it comes out that it was never supposed to be released anyway. And they feel kind of bamboozled. So I started feeling like, oh, well, you know, these guys had heart behind it. I don't want to bash them. But they thought they were making something good. They actually yeah. say this in the trailer. They thought they were making something good. From the paper, it's not good. I mean, it's not like we just didn't have the funds. You can make an indie movie. You can make low funds good. Even a superhero one. Mm-hmm. I think you can make it good. Yep. But they did not make a good movie. Well, no. in their defense, though, I don't like the Fantastic Four movies that actually came out. The Jessica Alba that, Okay, ones. that's a very good point. Because, yeah, the movies that... Fantastic Four kind of has a jinx in mind. Before we started... Uh, actually, we were talking about how in 2015, this summer, they're coming out with a Fantastic Four movie. And I said, I have extremely low expectations for it because we've had three movies before <laughs> and uh, none of them have been good. So fourth time's a charm? I don't know. Maybe it'll be like <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 where they just recycle all the clips and expect you not to notice. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be good. I would, I would like that movie. <laughs> All right. They all go to the movie theater and watch, <laughs> and watch the, yeah. watch, watch the either one. They could do, yeah. If you watch both of them back to back, they could have a marathon inside the movie. Uh, I, and I actually, I really do like 94's thing better than I like the remakes thing. I think I do too. Because... I, 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 I mean, I know the effects are better, the makeup's better. That the is one. one of the only things they did right. The, I, I mean, it was kind of like, remember like the Ninja Turtles puppets? Yeah, he did. And that's yeah. why it was like, and again, he seemed like he was having fun. I actually like that, so... The way his mouth, from far away, his mouth barely moved. You could get a right up on him, and you could tell they were really working it to, to get it to try to enunciate the right thing. But, oh well. All right, let's, we're, 
We're, since we're, we're running so over time. We are off. running over time. Um, okay, so next time, what? It's Kelly's turn, right? Yep. Yes. So, what is your genre of choice? Okay, so I mentioned much earlier in this um, podcast. What are? I didn't say anything. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> This is, this is why whispering. we go long. I apologize. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, okay, so earlier in this podcast, I mentioned that I'm a huge fan of Barbara Stanwyck. So I figured it was about time that she had her own episode. So this week's episode will be Barbara Stanwyck movies. Woohoo! I know. You guys, calm down. I I'm excited. You're so excited. I am actually I a little bit. I, <laughs> yeah. I just don't know where you're going with this, but go ahead. God, Charles. Okay, so in no particular order, here are my selections. Night Nurse from 1931, The Lady Eve from 1941, and Walk on the Wild Side from 1963. So, All right. there you have it. I have my homework cut off for me. I haven't seen any of these movies. Oh. I haven't even heard of any of these movies. Oh, I've, heard, I've okay. heard of two of them, but I haven't seen any of them. So, <laughs> so this is the thing about our podcast. You broaden your horizons. <laughs> yeah, whether so you want to or not. our horizons, yep. Yeah. 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 You're making this classy. One yeah. Barbara Stanwyck movie at a time. Every third episode is classy. Third and third that's a promise. You can take that to the bank. Every third episode, I wear a top hat. You can't see it, but I do. It's true. I've seen it. I thought he had an Abraham Lincoln fetish, and I know what's going on. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we end an episode. Right there. Be sure to subscribe, uh, subscribe to us. You can describe it to us, too, if you like Describe how iTunes works because we need more people. You can subscribe to to us on iTunes. Just check out our RSS feed there and uh, check out itsjustawesome.com where if you want to get classy, you can look up some classic movie reviews from our resident classy person, Kelly, or some new movie reviews from Charles or some Randy. It's not classy. <laughs> or some random movie reviews from Michael. TV reviews from Allison and uh, really snobby reviews from Topher. <laughs> Topher's reviews. All right, okay, whatever. Oh, I didn't even mention Puma Man. I have my Puma Man case. And I was going to say this is like one of my favorite superhero movies. Is Puma Man Marvel? Absolutely. Puma Man is like somebody scribbled it on a garbage can. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding the clamshell like VHS tape of Puma Man. <laughs> one day we will review Puma Man. We, we did for the last one, but yeah. I want to review that with you guys again. Okay, oh. so that's how you end the podcast. Yes. That's apparently. <clears throat> Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for sticking around till the end. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs>